Hi, my name is Daniela Pierre Bravo, and I've been in the United States for about 19 years. I am currently a booking producer on MSNBC. I'm also a contributor for um, NBC News's Know Your Value and co-author of the book Earn It, How to Know and Grow Your Value in Your 20s and Beyond. Today I'm here with Topeka and Anuz on the podcast at the end of the day, and we're going to be talking about how I went from an undocumented immigrant to a best-selling author. Daniela, we are so glad to have you in our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Congrats on the book. Thank you. Um, it came out in May, uh -huh. so it's been a few months, but we're excited because um, I've got to talk to so many people, women and, and young and young uh, men, mm -hmm. about um, how to know and grow your value. Right, right. And Daniela, let's start from the beginning. Uh, you came here at the age of 11 with your parents from Chile, mm -hmm. right? Uh, how did you navigate your academic path? It was tough. Um, I liked school. I, I liked school and I accelerated, but um, it was tough for me. Uh, science and math didn't come very easily. Um, I loved reading. I had a passion for books, um, but my parents were never home. Um, they were working two and three jobs, and I didn't. Um, I wasn't one of those type of kids that had them there for homework help or any of that. So, like any immigrant um, knows. Um, you kind of have to develop a sense of um, self-sufficiency from a very young age. And I think that um, instead of seeing it as a burden, mm -hmm. we can use that into really fueling um, whatever it is that we wanted to do. And for me, education was something that was really important from a young age. Right, right. And uh, uh, when did you graduate? So I was in one of those situations where um, I tried to graduate early because I was paying everything out of pocket in cash yeah. um, with no scholarships or loans. So I really needed to get in and out of there. Although I would have loved to spend more time, mm -hmm. I graduated early in 12. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. You were in Ohio. Yeah. I'm really curious to know about uh, know the story about um, when you came all the way to New York City to grab this opportunity for an internship. It was an unpaid internship. And um, I was studying in a small town in, in Ohio. Um, I was undocumented. Um, getting through college was a battle in itself because as I mentioned, I struggled financially a lot. Mm -hmm. And here I was, um, the last semester of my of my college year, um, about to be in the last summer of trying to get an uh, an internship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I had to find unpaid opportunities because of my status. Right. Um, and so I thought, if I'm going to make it anywhere, it's going to be New York City. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I applied everywhere. Um, from boutique uh, PR agencies to um, bigger media companies, not knowing what was going to stick. Right. Um, and so I got one call back for one unpaid internship mm -hmm. at a small marketing agency from a P. Diddy. Mm -hmm. And they called me and they said, can you come in for an interview tomorrow? Well, I had lied on my resume. Um, lied about what? Lied on my resume about where I lived. Okay. Everything yeah. else was accurate and correct. Right. I didn't lie about my qualifications, right. but I put in the the address mm -hmm. where you you put at the right. top of your resume right. that I lived in a I think it was a Columbia dorm and so mm -hmm. I put the New York City address and so rightly so they called me in for an interview but it was the next day right. because the unpaid internship started in two weeks mm -hmm. and so um, 
I didn't think about it and I just said yes, <laughs> as I've done all my life to say yes to opportunities, right. not really knowing the, the, the steps that we're gonna take to get there. But mm -hmm. I got off the phone, I panicked a little bit, and then I said, okay, we gotta do this. So I ended up getting on an 18 hour uh, bus ride, nine stops through the night, mm -hmm. got into Port Authority, changed, uh, cleaned up, ran a few blocks mm -hmm. down to Broadway Avenue where the internship interview was taking place, nailed the internship interview because I didn't sleep that night. Right. I was so nervous and I was on a bus. I was like an 18 year old on a bus um, from Ohio to New York. And so I ended up getting that internship that summer um, unpaid and then another internship that was unpaid at Viacom Networks, which is a huge uh, media company, but I was poor, right. I was dirt poor. Mm -hmm. So I um, did what any millennial would do. I went to uh, the internet mm -hmm. to find answers <laughs> on how to pay my way through that summer. Right found Craigslist, yeah. found uh, babysitting jobs, pet sitting jobs. I was literally walking dogs during my lunch breaks. Yeah. I worked in a club promotion. I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I just went through the motions. I worked in bars and really I, I, I made it work uh, any way that I could. Right. And serendipitously, I got DACA that mm -hmm. summer, which was uh, President Obama's executive action, right. um, uh, deferred action for people in my position. I didn't know that was coming my way. Mm -hmm. and so so it was a real opportunity uh, where hard work, mm -hmm. being scrappy, not you know, not having anybody tell you that what you're doing is going to pay off, right. doing things potentially that are in vain, mm -hmm. but doing it because your gut tells you so, right. doing it because you believe in yourself, and doing it because you are the one that sees a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And it all worked out because right. I ended up getting um, a work permit a few months later. Right. And then I applied to the NBC Page program um, a few months later after that, and the rest is history. Right. And Daniela, when you came, uh, came to New York City for the first time, you didn't know anybody, right? Yes, I didn't know anybody when I came to New York City, but you fake it until you make it. And mm -hmm. that's been the case in every um, scenario in my life where I felt like I, I, I wasn't prepared enough, or I wasn't enough, or um, I wasn't embedded in the type of networks that I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. You, you really just have to take it one step at a time mm -hmm. and fill in the blank blanks when you can. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking of, oh, I don't know anybody in New York City. Oh, I'll never make it. Right. I don't have a network of professionals. Literally take it one step at a time, even if that meant, for me, mm -hmm. taking an unpaid um, uh, internship and walking dogs and going up to random people at bars and getting a quarter for every name that I got. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's a lot to take yeah. in at once, yeah. but for me, it was, it was really um, taking it little bits and pieces at a time. Right. And how do you build your network, especially in the media industry in New York City? Because it's really, really cutthroat competition, in, especially in New York City, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. um, again, taking it one step at a time. What does that um, mean, taking one step at a time? So I was um, told about the NBC Page program mm -hmm. when I was uh, a, a junior or senior in college. Okay. And that for me was a big, big goal. Okay. Um, I was undocumented, so yeah. at that point it meant that I only had odd jobs. Right. And I could have been really discouraged because even if I did graduate, I didn't have a work permit. Right. So even if I did all these internships that were unpaid, I wouldn't be able to do anything with it because I didn't have a work permit. Right. And so taking it one step at a time means not being discouraged by the big picture no. Okay. And the big picture no for me was, you don't have a work permit. Mm -hmm. um, who knows if you're gonna graduate college because can't afford it. Right. And so I was thinking, okay, first things first, I need to graduate college and taking small odd jobs to be able to pay for that, mm -hmm. taking semesters off here and there to pay for that. Okay. Then the next crossroad was, um, I need to find a job with real 
you know, professionals that allows me to kind of get little bits and pieces of what working in a big company uh, in, me in media would look like. Because I knew, I did my research and I knew that the NBC Page program wanted to find applicants that not only did well in school, that were involved in extracurriculars, that were go-getters, but that had that experience. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, getting that experience meant getting an unpaid internship and doing whatever it took to get to wherever I needed to go to find little bits of that experience mm -hmm. so that I could um, couple my narrative right. of being an immigrant that worked hard, that got on that bus mm -hmm. with real experience. Right. But for me, it was important to take it one step at a time. And that's really the advice that I um, have for young people out there who, you know, maybe it's that they can't financially afford it, or maybe they feel like they don't have professional mentors to lend them a hand um, up the, to climb the, the corporate ladder or whatever their goals mm -hmm. are. But it's really taking one no mm -hmm. or one obstacle at a time and really breaking it up into small pieces of, okay, how can I solve the problem in front of me to right. get to where I want to go? Mm, interesting. And Daniela, I've often uh, heard people talking about this, this line, like, you shouldn't work for free. But when you started out, A, you had to work for free because of your uh, immigration status. But if if we just, you know, sigh away from that, um, for an immigrant, is it a good idea to work for free when you are starting out? I think that is very dependent on each scenario. Okay. And I am a big proponent of, I work with Nika Brzezinski and I'm an ambassador to, a millennial ambassador to her brand, knowing your value. Right. And knowing your value, um, as she liked to say, is mm -hmm. knowing when your stock is up right. and when your stock is down. Right. And the things that you need to do to build your value mm -hmm. now, if you're an immigrant that that is, um, you know, like me, who mm -hmm. came in, uh, I was still young. I was, you know, relatively didn't have a lot of priorities, but myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to say you should work for fee because you're just starting out. You right. don't have any value. That's mm -hmm. the reality of it. Right. When you're coming into the workforce. You don't have any value. Sure. You have to build it. So mm -hmm. for me, it made sense to work for free because um, it was an experience to work with professionals at a high level, whether it was at MTV Networks mm -hmm. or was working with kick-ass women right. at a media mogul's marketing agency to learn the nuances mm -hmm. of the communication styles of what it meant to work in media and to work in big projects. Even if, by the way, I was just getting the coffee and running errands, mm -hmm. it's all about figuring out the environment and, and, and looking at people and seeing how they, you know, uh, connect with people in a meeting or how they raise their hand and how they put together an argument to put uh, forth their ideas. Mm -hmm. That for me was my value. That was the stock that I needed to build. Right. Now, it is very different to tell an immigrant who mm -hmm. has a family right. to take care of, mm -hmm. or maybe they're in their mid career um, and are caretakers, you right. know, um, in the United States, uh, millennials are, t 10 million millennials are caretakers in this country. Mm -hmm. And over half of those 10 million millennials are people of color and minorities. So telling somebody that they should uh, work for free is not necessarily something that's going to resonate with somebody that has priorities and are caretakers. Right. So I really want to be careful about how I frame this mm -hmm. because it is dependent on each, on each person's scenario. Right. Um, I would say, 
for example, if you're in a job and it's not what you want to do mm-hmm. um, and you can work on your passions on the side, mm-hmm. I think that's that's fine to say you can work for your passions on the side for free starting out. But the key is really having a gut feeling and you have to keep in check on this right. is when you are valuable enough mm-hmm. to be able to ask or to monetize on that value. So again, it's really incumbent on each person's scenario, but hopefully I laid it out with a few guidelines that might help. Yeah, it it does help. It's it's a nice segue to talk about your book, uh, Earn It, which Mm -hmm. you have co-authored. What made you come up with the idea for this book? Well, it's a funny story because um, it's a book um, that I co-wrote with Mika Brzezinski, who is an amazing mentor and sponsor uh, who's co-host of Morning Joe. Um, She is such a rock star and I idolize her still. Um, I started out working with her as uh, a coordinator for the show, Mm -hmm. which meant that I was getting her coffee, running her script, Mm -hmm. um, all of the unglamorous things. But I did it with a lot of pride because um, she was somebody that I looked up to and just being around her, you learn so much from her. Um, so for two years, I worked with her uh, doing really menial work and, you know, following her at events. Um, and I was really excited to do all those things. And about two years in, I had the opportunity uh, to sit with her on a plane ride mm-hmm. alone. And this was really the only time that we had alone because at the end of the day, she's a TV personality yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, she's surrounded by people all the time. And um, I didn't feel it was appropriate to tell her a lot about my backstory right. because I was there to work. Right. Um, I was there to earn it, right? right? And so um, I waited two years and when I had the opportunity to sit in front of her and uh, knowing that I had somewhat gained her respect mm-hmm. because of the work that I did for her, I said, Mika, I have an idea of um, a platform that I wanted to create that was called Access, which mm-hmm. was an idea that I had that would allow me to provide resources and tools to young women around the country specifically Latina, as I was thinking about, um, to provide uh, real-world advice uh, from mentors that they didn't have. You know, I grew up in a small town in Ohio. I didn't have those professional mentors that looked like me or had my background. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create that platform, and I came to her for advice. And she was intrigued, and she asked me a little bit about my background, and I said, you know, the reason why I want to do this Mm -hmm. is because it was my struggle. And um, I told her the bus story and how I got to New York City, and she was impressed. And she thought about it, and she was really pensative. Um, And then, you know, we ended the trip. We ended up going back the next day to do the show. We were in um, South Carolina and then to Tennessee. So it was a really long-winded day. But she listened to me. And it was crazy because this woman got up at like 3 in the morning to do um, her the show in South Carolina. And then we were in Tennessee that day to do a speaking event. And then we were back in South Carolina the next morning to do the show all over again. And so she was really impressed. And um, a few weeks later, she calls me. And she says, um, we're writing a book together and it's going to be about your story and you're going to help women um, of all ages um, through your story. And we're going to interview people. So make a list of everybody that you want to interview and we'll interview them. And so, I mean, here I am um, with just my story and working with Mika Brzezinski, who has access to everybody. So the book is really a culmination of of a guidebook for the next generation on, um, you know, 
how to ex exert yourself in the workplace when you're starting out, because it's tough. Because mm -hmm. as a woman, you have to be a lot of things at once. Right. Um, you have to be scrappy, you have to work hard, um, but then how do you know when to advocate for yourself and negotiate? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so it was really about that, and that's really how the book came about. If you had a time machine and if you had to do something different, what would that be so that you'd speed up the process? I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, really? Because I think that, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of ups, a lot of downs, mm -hmm. a lot of struggles, mm -hmm. a lot of times where I've been really overwhelmed or um, I feel like I'm never going to get to the other side. But that's where you grow. Mm -hmm. That's where you find resilience. That's where you find that gut. I think one of the things um, that really helped me whether it was knowing when to make that big ask or when to tell my story mm -hmm. or when to, you know, know it was okay to take that risk and get on that plane or on that bus without knowing it was going to pay off. It's that gut check. Mm -hmm. But you have to find ways to listen to that gut. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen from day to night. And so I wouldn't change a thing because that's that's really who I am today. Now we have come to the end of the podcast. Is there anything else you want to add or any advice you want to give out to young immigrants? You know, it can be a lonely place if you don't have the community around you to feel support from. Um, and But it also can be a very exciting place mm -hmm. um, because you know how hard it took to get here, whether it was you getting here or your parents getting here. You know the sweat, blood, and tears that it took um, for a community of people to get you here. And so use that. Don't feel pressure, because um, I think, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of young people who feel pressure on doing what their parents want them to do because they, you know, they know, they want to make their sacrifices worth it. But I could, I would, I, I would say, you know, there's so many things that we can do to make a difference in today's world. And don't feel like you have to take the linear way there. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're passionate about something and you go towards your dreams, but you do it with a sense of, um, you know, I can do this mm -hmm. mentality um, and find that side door, even if that front door is not available to mm -hmm. you, um, you're going to get there. Um, but don't give up. Right, right. And if anybody wants to reach out to you for any career advice, what would be the best yes, way to get in touch I with love you? I love talking to people. Um, reach out to me uh, on, on my social channels. Okay. Um, I'm at D Pierre Bravo mm -hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So those are great ways to um, get a hold of me. Thank you so much, Daniela. I can't thank you enough for your time today. And thank you so much for having me. <laughs> And before we say bye-bye, we would like to thank the English-speaking union, Arnik, for providing us the space to record this conversation with Daniela today. And uh, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, on all the podcast platforms where, are where you're listening to us right now. Mm -hmm. And we're also on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, if you want to watch and listen to our previous episodes, make sure you log into podcast at the end of the day.com. So take care. Bye, bye guys. Hi guys, we have the 100th episode of our weekly podcast at the end of the day coming soon. So, we would like to invite you to our 100th episode. We would like to acknowledge you and celebrate all the amazing guests we had in our podcast. So please send us your feedback. Send us your feedback and wishes for us. Text us, send us your audio feedback, video feedback, anything you want to say for our 100th episode.